Main Street to Wall Street, global business celebrity and former Fortune 100 C-suite executive Jeffrey Hazlett takes you inside the good, the bad, and the ugly of businesses today. Saddle up. It's time for All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Hey, welcome to C-Suite Radio with Jeffrey Hazel on All Business. My next guest is a radical. I'm telling you, he is crazy. He's always looking for ways to push the envelope and think outside the box. And that comes through in the interview that we're having here today, especially in the sales industry. Now, we're all talking about delivering radical value and business continuity and talking about transformation, directing, and simplification on this show. I got two great guests. But my first guest uh, there is, is helping us to push the envelope right now, because that's what you should be doing. Push that envelope. I'm talking about Mark Bounty. He's the Chief Clarity Officer for Bounty Consulting, and he is a firm believer that the most important part of sales is what is least taught, coached, and practiced. And so he's the author of Radical Value, Elevate Your Company and Career by Unleashing the Power Within Customer Centricity which is out right now. So, Mark, welcome to All Business. How you doing? Yeah, man, is it great to be here with you. It is good. So, what is the least taught, coached, and practiced, but most important part of sales? Let's start with that right off the bat. I'm, I'm, I'm jumping in. It's customer value. And value is about customer's outcome. Your customers don't care about you. They don't care about what you sell. They buy their own outcomes for their own reasons. And over 100,000 opportunity reviews that I and uh, a bunch of colleagues, over 100 sales consultant colleagues have witnessed. So 100,000 B2B sales, salespeople stink at understanding customer outcomes. McKinsey, 2012, 2013, did a survey and they found that only 22, 24% of boards of directors understood their customer value. So this isn't a top down or a bottom up. It's everybody stinks at understanding value. And that's the only thing your customers care about is your, what you're going to provide for them. What do, what do, you, do, what do you say is value? I have this kind of clunky definition of value. Uh, the, the easy definition of value is what people will pay for your product. Yeah. And that's true, but it's not actionable. Actionable definition is remember customers buy your outcomes. So your value is the desirability of the outcomes your product or service delivers for a customer. Yeah. It's a little bit clunkier, but it's something you can kind of dive into and turn into something actionable. So I mentioned in uh, the intro that you're the author of Radical Value, Elevate Your Company and Career by Unleashing the Power Within Customer Centricity. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> you don't look like a, you don't look like a radical. <laughs> you don't look like a radical. You know, it kind of sounds a little woo woo and a little bit, you know, out there. But think about it. All commerce is based on value. Nobody's right. going to click on your website unless they think it's time. It's worth their time. You won't click right. on a cat video unless it's worth your time. You won't take an appointment from a sales guy unless you think it's worth their time. You won't buy. So everything in commerce is based on value. Value is something that only exists in the mind of your customer. So everything you do to build your company comes yep. down to nothing 
it amounts to nothing except for what it does inside the brain of a stranger. Mm. And right. So all the work that you've done to build a great company, to provide a great product, to break, uh, uh, provide a great service. It, it comes down to what happens between a customer's ears. And what matters about is an item about whatever you're buying or you're selling, whatever matters about it is what a customer thinks matters, what you can get them to think matters, what they, what you can get them to acknowledge. So what are you hearing right now? Cause I mean, I actually got in a tiff with someone about this whole drive and thrive. And they said, you, nobody wants to be sold to right now. I said, no one's asking anybody to be sold to I'm asking everybody to get off their butts and get, get America back to work. So we still got to do prom. We still got to do things. People still got to eat products still got to be shipped. I mean, uh, you know, people have to be cured. I mean, there's all kinds of things go on that requires commerce. What, what do you say right now to people who say don't sell? Absolutely wrong. Yeah. Absolutely disagree. So first of all, you got to be on the team, which means you got to be on the field. And the junior varsity advice is don't sell, try to help. And that's true as far as it goes, but the varsity players have always asked every two, every new experience with a customer, every new interaction, they ask what's changed and what can we do about it and how can I help? So Mm -hmm. that junior varsity advice for right now, it's like, don't sell, be, try to be at help is kind of a distillation is a simplification of what the elite sellers have always been doing. And so right now, the, the perceived value of whatever your product or service that you hardly knew uh, has changed. Think about airlines, the perceived value of an airline trip has changed of a, of uh, a cruise ship has changed. A, a new car. A, a new car. Of your Amazon Prime membership, that's changed. Of oh, yeah. Right? That's changed. Uh, I have a client who's a small manufacturer, and they've been struggling against um, offshoring to China in their manufacturing operation. The value has changed. Suddenly, everybody has said, I just realized why it's a bad idea to offshore. These long, geographically long supply chains we always knew they were risky. Now I know what that risk is. And so everybody's value has changed somewhat. You told me the story of a, of a yoga instructor who had to was in tears because she had to close her yoga studio, but her business is up by 40% because she realized that in this time, everybody's stressed. Everybody needs their yoga worse than ever. If I can just deliver it virtually, I have more value. Right. Yeah, you adapt, adapt, change or die. I hate to use that word. I don't, I'm not trying to be callous about it, but your business will, if you can't adapt and change, and I've said this forever uh, in my business career, you will, your business will die. You will now, you will no longer prove to be a value. Well, speaking of value, I need to bring some value to the people that help me put the show on every day. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. C-Suite Radio. 
Fabulous, folks. We're back. Hey, thanks so much. I, I tell you, we're talking to this radical guest right now. We're talking about delivering radical value and business continuity in this time of drive and thrive. And I've got with me right here live, Mark Boundy, the CEO of Boundy Consulting. And he is the author of Radical Value, Elevate Your Company and Career. And we're talking about, you know, driving sales. We're talking about making money right now. Cha-ching, cha-ching. That's what we should be focused on. So when, when you think about value, value is always, to me, representing value or selling value is about understanding, right? I mean, selling is about understanding. It's under, you, you said this earlier, it's, you know, shit changes, stuff happens, okay? And, and, and when I'm selling to somebody all the time, you know, I got to show them what they need, convince them, you know, that we got it, and then put it together, right? You're exactly right. It's the best listener wins. Mm-hmm. The person who understands their customer Ooh. situation better, the person who understands their customer situation better, and then it's not a great deal of difficulty to convert or configure what you sell into what they want to buy. Uh, one yeah. of my mentors, Bob Miller, uh, used to say, you don't even know what to sell until you know what your customer is trying to buy. Mm, very good. And that means stop and listen. And it's, you know, the old saw about two ears, one mouth, but it's understanding. And the varsity players in sales have always done that. And yeah. I maintain that as we go from where we are now to whatever, I don't think there's going to be a new normal. There's going to be a rolling series of normals. Uh, my colleague, David Veach says he's, he's harped on, let's forget new normal, go to a new better. But as we're going to that, you need to understand what's going on in your customer's mind. The the elite players always understand that and keep abreast and fit what they're selling to what the customer needs now. You know, people, you know, they're they're talking about this new normal, go to the new normal, new better, whatever it is. It's just what it is. It's, I mean... I, I get it. It's it, there's a lot of bad stuff happening with the with the virus and so forth, but it is what it is. It's just business. It's li- it's called life, man. It's called work. It's called business. It's called that. That's what it is. Whatever that is, it is. And I think you just got to step into it. You're no, Jeff. You're absolutely right. You have to step into it. But now let's be smart about it. Let's figure out what it is for our customers because that's the only place it counts. What yeah, but d- I mean, but Mark, we did that before. You should have been doing that before. Literally. Whether it's the environment, the financial models, the some industries do well, some do bad. I mean, you know, if you're in digital business, a lot better than printing, you know? So, uh, but printing, there's still some aspects of printing that are still good, that are needed, that you have to have, right? So, I, I don't, I just don't get this new normal thing. I'm, I'll talk yeah, about it. Know, I'll put it in that, there, but. Yeah, you know, I say that the, the varsity players, the elite sellers always did this yeah. and the average sellers kind of did it and kind of, fum, you know, stumbled by, but in this new normal, by. right. In, in this new normal, what was the, the province of the elite seller that's going to be table stakes for everybody. We're yeah. all, if you're going to be an average performer, that's what going to be what you have to do now going into the future. Yeah. So is, so is the profession of selling going to change in this kind of new normal and this new reset that we're going to have? A lot of it is yeah. uh, the people who survive and who excel and who move past their competitors and take advantage of this opportunity. They're going to change. 
Yeah, see, I call it, I've always called it the rule of thirds. Like, so one third of the people get it right away. One third eventually get it and a third never do. I think that's the way it is now. I yep. think, you know, if you look at sales in the new normal, that um, the sale, the sales of, the sales of, uh, you know, that, that really understand sales of what this is going to be, well, they already know it. Then, then, then another third's kind of getting there and another third never will catch on. I don't think there's a, I think there's a certain profession, certain part of the sales profession that just never get it. You know, I'm, I'm kind of a capitalist as well and, and uh, creative destruction and survival, you know, economic Darwinism, right? Survival of the ones that get it and move. But I think definitely that the standards are going to be raised. This is an environment where the people who listen, who have business acumen, who have meaningful business discussions with their customers, they are really going to excel. And the people who never, who got away without it before are going to find themselves getting further and further behind. Yeah. So what are the top three things sales professionals need to always do to put customers front and center? Because that's that's always the real success bear. I mean, that's just the the barometer for real success is that you serve and you you know you put that at the, the at the very front. So what so what are the top three things sales professionals need to do? Well, I I think it's you know the the technical behaviors are going to be discovery and listen and understand and and have some business acumen so that you you can't understand that customer's business unless you understand business. Mm -hmm. um, but underneath all that, there's an intention, the intention to be of assistance. There's salespeople who go into sales to get people to buy, to persuade or to manipulate. And those people are going to become more and more rare. So start with a foundation of intention, then listen, do great discovery and have the tool of business acumen so that you can, can, you can put what you're hearing into a context and have a great business conversation. Hey, let's, uh, let's take a quick break and then we'll be right back with All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. C-Suite Radio. Hey, we're back with Mark Bounty, CEO of Bounty Consulting, the author of, a, wow, a fantastic book called Radical Value. It's just been out here recently. It's Elevate Your Company and Your Career by Unleashing the Power Within Customer Centricity. I'm talking about building value, value, value. That's the name of the game. You build more value, get to charge more, get to make more. That's the way it works. And I think that's very important for us to kind of, um, you know, bring forth. Um, we got about another five or six minutes here that we want to go. And I, one of my favorite movies is Glenn, Glenn Glary. Glenn, how do you say that? Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Um, Easy for you to say. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. I'm terrible. I have, I have, I have verbal dyslexia. <laughs> I make I make stuff up all the time. And um, I love that scene, always be closing, ABC, always be closing. Right now, it goes beyond closing. So, you know, because you can't necessarily be closing. How can sales industry maintain business continuity right now? 
You know, there's, there's a combination of things that sales leaders and business leaders do. And there's kind of that tactical thing you were talking about, um, C-suite lending and making sure that you've got the cash flow, you've got the capital structure to survive this thing. Yeah. Um, and in the near term, you have to be of help and be of assistance. In the longer term, right now is a critical time in your business. And that's the time to find out how did my value change? What am I going to do about it? Yep. And how am I going to build a system to understand as that value continues to change? Because it's going to. What am I going to do about that? How do I quickly adapt and quickly make myself adaptable to a new environment? Because adaptability is going to be, um, that's going to be the watchword for the next, at least for the next year. Pivoting and shifting. I mean, I'm, I'm finishing up a book right now. I'm, I've got it right here. Uh, I'm going to get it. So I can hold up on the live feed, but I got, I don't want to show you the cover, but there it is right there. I'm already working on it and I'm getting ready. Look, I'm, we've, we've done this literally just in days. We put this together. Can't see it all, but because we're going to see a big shift. We're going to see a shift. We're going to see a shift coming out of this. You better be ready for the restart. So you need to be thinking about how you're going to reposition yourself for that value that you're going to sell in, in a different way. And I just think we've got to be doing some thinking. So you better get off your butt. And if you're on your butt, you better be thinking about what you need to do to shift, radically shift, okay, yeah. in yeah. order to meet the to meet this new demand because it's going to be in a different way. I mean, yeah. for instance, Mark, I, I would, if I had a large sales team right now, I would be strategizing right now, if I'm a big operation, like I've run sales and marketing for billion dollar companies, who's going to make it? Yeah. Who, who, yeah. Who's going to make it? What industries are going to make it? What industries aren't? We're selling stuff to them. What can we get done? What do we need to be concentrating? Who are going to be the key people coming out of this? How do, you know, that's the kind of stuff I'd be doing right now. Yeah, I uh, there's tons of great information out there, and I and I've got another webinar coming up in a few weeks on what's the new normal going to look like, who are the winners and losers going to be. So I'm doing a lot of that research right now, and um, it's coming down to the fact that I got lucky. My book, I was writing it for years, and I launched it on <laughs> February 13th. Or March, March 13th, right? Yeah, yeah, right, right yeah. at the beginning. Yeah, hello. Right at the beginning. And. <laughs> But it you should have done it March 19th, COVID-19, March 19th. You should have done that in hindsight, launched, right? Yeah. It launched into a time where understanding your value and selling your value, organizing your comp- your entire company around value became suddenly went from something I should do maybe someday to something I had to do yesterday. So while people are waiting for your book, they can read my book to figure out what you need to do to, to adapt and to build an organization that's ready to change with your customers. Uh, and that's really important right now. Uh, I got lucky in that the book launched right into the right time. I got unlucky in that I had a, a video interview that was going on airplanes all over the world. Yeah. And- that's on, that's on C-Suite TV with bestseller TV. C-Suite. Yeah, that's right. I mean, and now there's nobody on any planes to see it. <laughs> yeah, well, but we'll yeah, hopefully we'll, we'll get that extended with United. There's going to be a lot of change in the inventory, so to speak. Yeah. Hey, what, how, how can guys, and we've only had a couple minutes left, but how does, how does digital affect the sales industry? I mean, there's a lot more of this video stuff going on, a lot more of this kind of, there's not as much, you know, because sales used to be a lot of belly to belly rubbing, you know, kind yeah. of you know, kind of sales. And now that's, that's gone. 
You know, there's there's a mix. There's less belly to belly or knee to knee, mm-hmm. whatever you call it. Um, but a lot of people did their calls by telephone. And I have, you know, I'm I'm a Zoom convert. I'm having yeah. my sales calls on Zoom because yeah. the the body language, the additional communication you get, it's not as good as as knee to knee, but it's a lot better than a phone call. Um, but it all of that places yet a higher premium on understanding, listening, and not taking anything for granted that you think you understood what that person said. I got to tell you, another thing I'm doing is a lot of drop-ins. As CEO, my sales team are doing calls after calls after calls. Well, um, I only have so many hours in the day. What I'm doing is joining the first five or 10 minutes of every one of their calls. And dropping in is with the prospect and saying, hey, we were, I really just want to let you know, even though I'm about to go live, I just wanted to drop in real quick. And I want to tell you how much we want you as part of the family. Boom, you know, and, and have a, a quick discussion. And then then they escort me out. But I'm yeah. doing it via virtual. And what I'm a, getting it instead of doing one an hour, I'm doing like three an hour. What a great idea, Jeff, is yeah. right now when your sales teams are working virtually, they're getting used to a new work pattern. Customers are getting yet used to a new buying pattern. Um, it's really important to keep your sales team focused, keep them active, keep them engaged. Um, let them know how important what they're doing is right now. Because right now, staying in contact with your customers, there is nothing in your company more important than that, unless you are making um, test kits for COVID, right? Yep. Uh, Everybody else, the most important thing you can be doing is listening. Yeah. Well, that's that's wise word. And I'm telling you, this guy knows all about value, radical value. Check out his book. Check out his uh, website. Check out everything. Check out his episode on Bestseller TV. I'm telling you, this guy knows what you're talking about. Hey, we're talking with Mark Bounty, the CEO of Bounty Consulting. Thank you so much, Mark, for being a part of All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett live right here on C-Suite Radio. Jeffrey, thank you so much for joining me and letting me join you and and your listeners. At the end of every show, I like to talk about what I learned, and I want to talk about what I learned from my very first guest, and then we'll get to my second guest. So just kind of hang in there with us, if you would. Uh, I learned that the best listener wins. That was pretty cool. In sales, the best listener wins. I think that's great. You know, because I watched a lot of sales guys who, who, who don't shut up. A lot of sales women who don't shut up. They keep talking. Don't talk. Listen. Listen. Even though you got 40 PowerPoint slides, you might only get to one. You might get to none. Just start talking about the customer's needs and what they need to have and where they want to go, and you'll get to the value, and you get to the value. Well, whoa, man, that's, that's the pony. That's the pony. Anyway, that's what I learned today. And you know, recently the best laid plans have been set aside as we rewrite and restructure the way we do business. Now, the sales and customer service industry has experienced a huge shakeup without question, but in every situation, there's always opportunities to be found or what I like to call a pony in there somewhere, okay? My next guest is Jeff Petowitz, president and CEO of the Petowitz Group, a marketing consulting firm that accelerates digital transformation, enhances customer service, and simplifies marketing operations. He is a good friend of mine, and you can learn a lot from him. Welcome to All Business, Jeff Petowitz. Hey, Jeff, you are working with a great number 
of enterprise operations. I mean, that's your hallmark. You're working with, you know, what I would call me, small to medium. When I say small to medium, and my definition, small to medium is like organizations that might have 100, 200, or, or way bigger. But most of the companies you're working with are bigger operations. Yeah. So how, how are you seeing um, how COVID-19 is changing, how companies need to market and sell right now? Well, uh, for many companies, there's been some pretty significant disruption. Uh, yeah. you know, first of all, even though a lot of these enterprise companies do have a lot of virtual employees, so a lot of their core staff, including their key leadership, works out of the, the office. So even uh, things that support sales, the contract and procurement process, workflow approvals, getting statements of work, things of that done, it's amazing to see how many companies are struggling to quickly yeah. adapt to a digital model. Uh, so they're, they're dealing with some disruption, uh, enabling people with, with uh, computers and getting them set up and creating virtual networks and, and things of that nature has also been a, a tall order. Uh, but beyond that, I, I think that just the traditional sales approach, it's been dying anyway uh, over the last eight to 10 years. I mean, there's not so much the two wine lunch in Nice or, or the two martini lunch, but I, I think uh, salespeople are learning how to engage more digitally. And now uh, more pressing in this environment, how do you build a relationship, especially when everybody else is dealing with uh, chaos and interruption? Uh, they're, they're, everyone's trying to manage their children at home, working from home. They're dealing with their own chaos and businesses. So how do you actually reach these people? So we've been spending a lot of time helping our customers reorient how they're marketing and selling. Yeah, I mean, well, to me, this has just been a turn up of what I would call the digitally integrated model for sales. Um, you know, we've always, I mean, as you said, we've been changing uh, that old knee to knee or be belly to belly rubbing kind of sales approach, which is the way it used to be done in the old days, right? Then digital came, so we changed that. Um, in some cases, sales is taken out of the equation altogether, right? And it's all digital and no interaction with the uh, with a human of any kind. Uh, but where it, where it is involved with a human, it's 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 got to be more digitally integrated. Don't you see companies that had already stepped into that are doing okay? They're doing just fine. Well, many are, um, especially yeah. as salespeople learn not to be salespeople, but they they learn how to be really more facilitators and trusted advisors. Um, there, there's a service that we've been using, and here's just a great example of how services can democratize and how they provide value. So it's called Ask Wonder, A-S-K-W-O-N-D-E-R. It's a research on demand service. So they, they have thousands of people around the world. You go to their site, you put in a request, hey, I wanna learn more about ABC company. Can you give me a competitive overview? Tell me about some of the, thing, the problems they're having. Give me a review of their 10K report. Within 24 hours, you get back a whole synopsis on that company. So as a good salesperson who should be doing research anyway about someone before you reach out, what a great inexpensive way to, to have something at your fingertips. And if, and if you read it through, you can come up with some ways versus just your, your stale sales rhetoric in an email. You can actually come up with something insightful to actually help the customer. Uh, and so it's a great example also of how you completely change a service, which typically market research and good competitive research and the firms charge tens of thousands of dollars. And well, now I can spend 20 bucks and, and, I, and I can get something and I can get it in less than a day. Isn't, isn't that just the epitome of just being a lazy Googler? I mean, 
no offense to people. I mean, I, I get it. I mean, if you can find someone that does it for 20 bucks and Hey, go get me all this stuff. This is what I want. And then I've got that briefing material. I mean, I, I should shut up because look, I'm holding my briefing materials right here. My team provides that to me every day. <laughs> uh, well, I think, well, the way I look at it, sure, you could do the research. I think it's time, value, and opportunity cost, Jeff. I mean, yeah. because look, sure, yeah. if you're only working with one account, then I agree. You can certainly do the research, but uh, most salespeople do not. They have, at least if they have strategic accounts, they have at least 20. And, and most sales reps have many, many more than that, especially if yeah. they're going after a territory. And look, a lot of times sales are just given a, uh, a greenfield list. Hey, here's your, here's 500 accounts in these four states, go after them. So when you're talking about that, you do want to do things at scale because it's going to take some time to, to reach some of those relationships. But I, I think that's really just taking the time thinking it's, it's, um, it's, it's too simple and too trite to just position whatever product or service that you have. It, it, you've got to really understand what problems and challenges the customer has and really think about how you can truly help solve that problem. And look, it's okay. Sometimes, you know, we can't solve every problem as much as we want to sell our own stuff. You know, so maybe sometimes it's just good to give someone a, a referral yeah. just to help, you know, just, just be able to network. I mean, it's uh, most people still miss the value of networking, uh, whether it's done in person or online. I mean, a lot of people, well, I don't, go to that's why I started C suite networking because the, the right. value of putting the right kinds of vetted people in a room at a high level is un unbelievable. The value of that. Well, speaking, by the way, speaking of networking and opportunity, I need to take a quick break and I'll be right back. C-Suite Radio. All right, everybody, we're we're back. We're talking live with Jeff Pedowitz, the president and CEO of the Pedowitz Group, and they help enterprise companies really get their stuff together when it comes to sales and to opportunity. And we're so glad to have him here with us. You know, Jeff, you and I are one good friends, and and recently I sent out a few letters on your behalf because I'm just so impressed with what you do. And I sent a letter out to I think about 20 chief sales officers, and I was blown away by the number of responses that we got. Were you, were you as surprised by that as I was? Uh, I wasn't surprised because I know you and I figured if they know you, I like, I, then that's a great referral, but I think it's a, it's a, well, that's nice of you, brother. Great, thank you. <laughs> well, but, but not, but I, I think it's a good example of, look, ultimately we all want to um, buy from people that we trust. We want to do business yeah. with people that we trust. Um, and especially when you are an executive, you don't have time. Yeah. calls. Every salesperson on earth wants to reach the C-suite. Who yeah. doesn't, you know, but, but the, the fact of the matter is it's very, very hard to do. So I, I think when you build relationships and you, and you find ways to build value and look, and our friendship has been based upon, I mean, it's been about 10 years now, maybe more yep. uh, and, and it's spending more and more time together. So, I mean, I think these relationships are valid and um, look, it's also a place to start. I mean, we still have to have the conversations with those sales officers. Totally. And yeah. Just it. because they respond to a letter doesn't mean they're going, you're, you're going to sell them. But I was still surprised that, because a lot of C-suite executives are busy and I always tell people you're going to, if I send a letter of introduction, you need to follow up with one right after. But I was blown away because I thought, it, because everyone's right now say, Oh, don't sell, don't sell, don't reach out. And I was like, I know I got this great friend. This is what he does. And I think given the times right now and what's going on, you should talk to him about, you know, how to engage your sales team and what you should do and how you should do it. And boom. I think it was 15 out of 20 wrote back. And one of them I thought was interesting. One of them wrote back, listen to this folks. He's in the travel industry and he goes, now's not the time. And I thought, <laughs> Oh, you know what? He's right. 
Yeah. He's, he's absolutely right. And uh, what I appreciated though, is he wrote back and said, Hey, Hey, Jeff and Jeff, thank you. Now's not the time. You know, he said, We're, we've been devastated. And, and of course, in hindsight, if we would have looked at that, we would have said, don't send that letter. Right. Uh, but I actually have had now uh, three conversations already on, and yeah. just had wow. one with our, our mutual friend, Julie. And um, I love seeing how executives are adapting on the fly yeah. and how they're changing the, the, the business model. What's um, the biggest surprise you've seen there? Uh, while they're adapting or, or, or what specifically? Well, I, I, you know, I guess I'm not surprised, but I, I, I you know, look, I, I think Mark Cuban has really said it best over the last couple of weeks in, in, in the news, just American ingenuity, American entrepreneurialism. I mean, how, how quickly adapt. I mean, so um, our joy friend, Julie, who run, who's a uh, CMO over at party city. So I was just part is Julie Rome. Talk about Julie Rome. She's also has her own uh, podcast right here on C-suite radio too. Yeah. And they're already adapting to virtual parties. Right. So, hey, you know, how do you have a virtual party via Zoom and how do you do curbside pickup? How do you do virtual balloons and just, you know, doing things on the fly. Um, and I love that, you know, and that's just an example of, hey, um, how do you how do you pivot in times of uncertainty and change? And we see manufacturing companies retooling their plants, you know, uh, um, and reconfiguring their lines to build. Different yeah, Z- Xerox, Xerox have making uh, imaging companies for years and now they're making ventilators. It's just awesome to see. It's fantastic. Julie Rome is one of the best CMOs there is out there. She's really good. She's been a friend of mine for well over 15 years now. And I just love her, love, love what she does, loves how she has, she's done it. She's, she's gone to a couple of different places now with Party City. I know she just reached out to Eric, Eric Wan at Zoom to see how they could do parties on Zoom. That's what we were just talking about, that shit that they pivoted. And so they have a trial that's that's happening this week. Uh, they're pivoting to uh, curbside pickup and delivery. Uh, of course. Uh, and so they're, they're, they, she's really got a lot of innovations on the horizon. Some, of course, started before this, but then some after. Um, look, here in our state, uh, Purdue, uh, they reconfigured one of their manufacturing plants that typically makes uh, chickens for the commercial industry because there's now a meat, sh- meat shortage. And, and so there's not enough meat in the supermarkets and grocery chains. So they re- retooled their plant in two days uh, and, and to be able to serve a different market. So that's what I love about America is that, is that as, as we, we can adapt and we can pivot. And yes, there's a lot of things that suck right now, um, but this is what a good opportunity to reassess and to kind of look at it. And if anything, this is going to accelerate something that's been happening over the last 10 years. You know, yeah. if you are not already on your road to driving digital change and transformation, if you are not truly thinking about your customer versus your product, or your service, you're, you're, you're going to miss out that you're the, just that the, the boat's going to pass you by. So I, I think you really, really got to rethink about what it means to digitally transform and, and truly what it means to be customer centric. And I think if you start putting things in the, in the um, lens of the customer that you're going to see your business very differently than, than you would see it today. That's well said. You know, I think great companies are going to get greater and I think bad companies are going to die. And I think that's what we're going to see. And we're also going to lose some really good companies. Let me be clear. I don't want to say that just because that business went out of business, it was bad, but I'm just saying there are some bad companies out there that just need to go away. They, they need because they just not providing the value. They they're not driving the kind of innovation that they need to have. Um, But there's some bad companies just because situation. I mean, restaurants, I mean, I know somebody that opened up on the day that they say stay at home in New Jersey. 
I mean, yep. a rest, I mean, how your worst nightmare, right? And they're trying to, they're trying their very best to it. They're one of our members and we love them and we send them out all kinds of things. And if I was there, I would order their freaking cheeseburger and their lobster roll every day. Cause I've seen the pictures of it and I can't wait to have it. Okay. I can't wait to have it, but, but good companies are going to succeed. And I think that's a pretty good, a pretty good uh, piece of it. What do you see? You know, we talk about pivots because I'm watching companies pivot and we mentioned party cities doing something like that. I'm watching a winery that I'm working with. I'm actually throwing a virtual wine tasting coming up here in a couple of weeks, you know, spend, we buy 300 hours worth of wine, a little heavy. Okay. Got that. Understand. But you know, I like a good wine, just like I like a good scotch and it's a couple of bottles. So we always like to make sure we do that. But by speaking away, speaking of wine and spirits, let me take a quick break and I'll be right back. C-Suite Radio. Okay, we're back. Awesome. We're this is uh, Jeffrey Hazlett right here with all business with Jeffrey Hazlett on C Suite Radio. Of course, we're going live right now on LinkedIn and Facebook every single day. And of course, I got a great guest, Jeff Petowitz, with me, the CEO of the Petowitz Group. And um, I just so glad to have him here talking about innovation and sales. So how how do how do companies, especially sales organizations, distributive groups, how do they measure performance right now? Well, look, I think in a lot of ways, you're still measuring it by the same way, the same methods, but you have to approach it very differently. And pipelines, pipeline, meetings, relationships, um, those are some some of the ways, but you have to approach it much, much differently. So I I think you really got to truly look at how you can build value. And, And look, in some cases, even if you can establish value, if you got, if you're trying to sell to a company that's furloughing employees and shutting down locations and freezing travel, I mean, they're not going to buy anything right now, <laughs> yeah. you know, but, yeah. but you can certainly at least start to have a conversation and figure out ways that once things return to a sense of normalcy and, and, and look, you can't, even before all this happened, you can't rush the selling process because people buy when they buy. Um, yeah. just like you can't rush a relationship. I mean, there's a reason why all these dating shows, while they're entertaining as hell to watch on television, almost all of them end in, you know, to divorce or they break up. And trauma. And tra- it's, trauma. Well, and no, trauma. but it's artificial. You can't, yeah. you can't force a relationship to happen. You cannot right. rush it in a 30-minute episode with commercials. And no, nor yeah. so can you rush a customer relationship. I mean, it takes time. You know, you actually have to invest in the person. You have to give a shit. You know, excuse yeah. me, I probably shouldn't have said that. No, it's <laughs> but, okay. I, 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 say, I say shit all the time. Okay. <laughs> That'll well, get go. That's going to get us a red you. mark. That's going to get us a red mark on iTunes, but I don't care. <laughs> but, but, you know, you really have to care. You, you know, I, I think, you know, but, but look, of course we all want our businesses to, to succeed and I'm never going to apologize for wanting to sell my product or service, but you can't do it like a used car salesperson either. I mean, you, you have to actually try and approach the job with dignity, with compassion, with empathy, and you actually have to try and solve the customer's problems. And there are, it's perfectly okay sometimes to refer even your competitor or someone else if you truly can't help. That's the measure of good, a good business person. That's a good measure of a good salesperson. And maybe we should even get rid of that term salesperson because it's, it's, uh, it's outdated. I, you know what? I think it is too. I think it is outdated because some people see sales coming and they think of it as a bad way. I think it nothing but good. Um, but you know, there's bad characters no matter what. Hey, one, we got one minute left and I want to ask you a question because I, and my five keeps that I'm talking about with businesses on this, on how to drive and thrive and get off your rear end and let's get America back to work again. I talk about keeping employees engaged and I'm doing my very best because I've got a distributive workforce of keeping them engaged. 
Uh, and I just know you, your, your folks love you too, Jeff, and they just do a great job. But what, what are you doing to keep your team engaged? Well, we're, we're doing a lot more collaboration. We even started our own virtual happy hour last week so that we can we, all get we do that too. Yeah. 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 Um, we're using a lot more video than we ever have before um, mm. in, in all of our meetings, even some of our one-on-ones. Uh, this week, we're, we, uh, we're rolling out a platform called Miro, M-I-R-O.com. It, it's a virtual collaboration platform. It allows you to do whiteboarding and all different kinds of exercises in real time. So mm. you can post like... Uh, sticky notes and all different kinds of things on the screen. So uh, we're really trying to completely change how we do meetings and, and collaborate. So there's no more lecture or PowerPoint to death, but everybody is doing something actively online, not just sitting there. Uh, so we're really starting to pull people in a lot more. Um, and we're, we're doing a lot more reach-ins and shorter meetings and, and activities that, that are getting people to collaborate. So those are some of the things that are, are proving to be really effective. Well, some good stuff, Jeff. I thank you very much for being a part of this. And I thank you for all the work that you're doing to help contribute to get America back to work, because that's the most important thing we could be doing. And you've been a good friend of the C-Suite Network. And I thank you. We've been talking live with Jeff Pedowitz, the CEO of the Pedowitz Group. So look him up, check him out, P-D-O-W-I-T-Z. And he's been with us right here on All Business with Jeffrey Hazel on C-Suite Radio. Thanks so much, Jeff. Thanks, Jeffrey. The end of every show, of course, I like to talk about what I learned from that particular interview, and I try to give you a little insight, and my insight today was time, value, and opportunity cost. You know, he was talking about a, uh, somebody who has somebody go look up all this information. I do the same thing. You know, for every single show, my team gives me everything at my fingertips. You might be hearing the rustling of paper. You hear that? A little rustling of paper? Well, that's the stuff that they give to me every time because I have to show up and hit a mark. Good salespeople should do the same thing. I don't want them going looking for all that stuff. You got a good sales team, feed it to them. Don't have them sitting in meetings. Give them the stuff they need to do and, and know about so that they can go provide more value. That's what I learned. Time, value, and opportunity cost. That was my big reminder here today on the show. All business with Jeffrey Hazel with C-Suite Radio. Don't forget, tell your friends. You're listening to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by C-Suite Radio, a podcast network featuring today's top business experts and is part of the C-Suite Network, the world's most trusted network of C-Suite executives. Find this and other business podcasts on c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.